Welcome to Small Bites, the weekly equity podcast for busy people, where you'll get five educational strategies in five minutes at 5 a.m. to help you become a more culturally literate, responsive, and culturally responsible educator. Join me also on Friday nights on YouTube or throughout the week at Hedrick or at Hedrick Nichols on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. See you Mondays at 5 a.m. Hello and welcome back to Small Bites. Thank you so much for coming back each week, for listening, for learning, and for taking what you learn back into your classrooms and campuses to create more equitable spaces. I'd like to talk about what I've seen in the days since the Kyle Rittenhouse trial verdict. For those of you who don't know, he fired into a protest, shot and killed two men and injured a third, and he was not guilty. Now, I did not follow much of the trial, so I won't speak on that, but I will speak on the race card and not the race card. I see often that people say, this wasn't about race at all. Why do people bring race into it? Let me go back to January 6th, and maybe that can help me to shed some light for those who may not understand why some in the black community think that was, uh, that race played a role in that verdict. After January 6th, when there is an insurrection, many of us simply said, had that been a group of black protesters, there would have been a very high body count. In the case of the people who did show up there, they were called by some patriots, misguided patriots, but not threatening. So walking, marching through the Capitol building saying, hang Mike Pence, that is an offense that I would have thought would have been a really big deal. And had it been a black person, I am sure that the penalties and the uproar would have been much more severe. And I say that because statistics bear that out. Statistically speaking, um, people of color are more likely to be policed more severely, more likely to have more severe punishments for similar crimes. And that's why we talk about racism as a system systemic racism, because it's not so long ago that Blacks were policed for being in a sundown town. And that's in my lifetime. It's impossible to think that in a generation, the thoughts that Black bodies should be policed a certain way, they shouldn't be allowed in certain spaces, that that would change. So that when these things come up, we know that the systems have disadvantaged us for generations and the systems have not yet changed. And the reasons they don't change, well, the reason, the big reason, is that we want to sweep the dirt under the rug. When we see that, oh, that was, that's just because he's black. Oh, that's, that's just because I'm black. When we hear those comments, when I say we, I am talking to my less melanated brothers and sisters. I am asking that you see that through my eyes. 
hear what that could feel like for me. There's a song from Elvis Presley. Well, actually, it was written by Joe South, but most people know it from Elvis Presley. Um, he said, you never stood in that man's shoes or saw things through his eyes or stood and watched with helpless hands while the heart inside you dies. So help your brother along the way, no matter where he starts, for the same God that made you made him too, these men with broken hearts. And as a black American, my heart has been broken many times. It was broken when my son was pulled out of his car on a dark road and made to stand in the grass while his car was searched. He was on his way home from church and he was afraid. He hadn't been driving for more than a couple of months by himself. And the police officer asked why he was shaking if, if he wasn't guilty of anything. And he kept insinuating that Chris was on drugs and that he was doing drugs and there were drugs. And they unpacked his church base case and went through everything. My heart was broken that night. When he went skateboarding down the street and the man stopped him and said, what are you doing over here? Why don't you go back to your own neighborhood? My heart was broken. When a guy said at church, you know, this whole Black Lives Matter thing, that's stupid. Everybody's life matters. And he's absolutely right, which is why we say Black Lives Matter too. Black Lives Matter too. That's all that means. It's not an exclusion. It's just that, well, white people haven't been hung from trees in this country. White people haven't been moved from their land and marched miles and miles in a trail of tears to foreign, well, basically foreign lands so that someone else could live there. Those things haven't happened to you. And until you've walked a mile in the shoes of a person who could not move into a house in a certain neighborhood or get a loan from a bank, and these are not old, these are, these are not examples from some bygone era. These are things that are still happening today and that have, been, have happened within the last generation. So when we say that if it had been a black man firing and he had killed two white men and injured another, there would have been an indictment. It's because that's what we see over in Dover. And if you look at the statistics, they bear that out. A lot of times we look at the statistics as though there are as many people of color in the country as there are white people, but that's not the case. The case is that we are a small percentage and yet there are more of us in for-profit jails all across the country. When you say, why do we have to talk about race all the time? It's because we really never have. The history books haven't really said what really happened. We haven't talked about human trafficking and child rape and those things that our country's economic system was built on. Texas has the ninth largest GDP in the world, and that was built on the backs of my ancestors. So if we're not talking about race, it's about time that we start. All right, I will see you next week. 
Um, as you know, finding your blind spots, eight guiding principles to overcoming implicit bias in the classroom is dropping officially on December 3rd. I will be on Zoom with some of my friends and uh, you can pre-order that if you are interested and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening. This has been Hedrick Nichols for Small Bites. Like, subscribe, follow, leave a great review and check the show notes and hedrick.com for more resources. See you next week on Small Bites.